What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Today is February 15th, 2021. Welcome to the First Mint, a show where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on with NBA Top Shot. Today, we are going through Cool Cats 2. Let's hope we're ready for it. Let's hope that Top Shot is ready for it. We got a great show. We're going to recap our live event, live show from last Friday. We're going to prep everybody for Cool Cats 2 and give a couple predictions. We're also going to talk about the gift with hopefully many of you received on Saturday or Sunday. Then we're going to talk about some of the predictions for the next couple months on the market. And last but not least, I will give my picks for some players to look out for this week. I want to remind everybody that none of the content here constitutes trading advice in any way, and that this show is not affiliated with NBA Top Shot, the NBA, or Dapper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house who loves basketball and blockchain. This is the first minute. So we'll kick this off today with a little bit of self-promotion. On Friday, we did our third live show with my co-host, The Real Phil D and Plunge Father, both some NBA Top Shot Twitter quasi-celebrities, pretty big celebrities. It's not a huge market, so let's call them celebrities. We had an awesome, awesome, awesome show. We had a great guest. We had Arsenic, who is a man, one of kind of one of the OGs of Top Shot, who is on a mission to collect 1,000 Cody Zeller base moments. It was a mission he was on a couple months back. I think it went on the back burner for a bit. But now it's back with a fury. He is at 650 Cody Zellers out of a possible 3,999. We had a nice chat with him about it. And then as we were chatting with him about the Cody Zellers, they started to actually pop off on the market. I think going from like 20 bucks up to 43 bucks by Saturday morning. It was pretty wild. Arsenic, also an awesome guy. He donated a James Wiseman rookie moment worth about $400 to that night's raffle. Thank you, Arsenic, for coming on the show. We'll have to have him back and talk some more Cody Zeller. We're also interrupted on Friday night by the Gift blog post, interrupting the show halfway through. So we had to look at that for a little bit. And then mysteriously, that blog post disappeared 10 minutes later. So then we were kind of left empty. No gift was received until the next day, but still, we handled it pretty well. We also had an appearance from a very strange and particular guest that we totally didn't expect to see coming onto the show. Fake Roham, as you may recall, a couple weeks back, there was a fake Roham in Discord who was posting some very strange stuff. It was clearly not the actual Roham. Anyways, he sent us a video message. He actually took over the First Mint controls and read out some kind of weird manifesto about some demands. We don't know if those are going to be met. I'll see if I can slice the clip back out and post it to Twitter sometime this week. Another fun thing we did on the show, we actually grabbed an audience member. We had a little sign-up form a couple days before. We grabbed an audience member to come up into the show, into the live stream, and play Deal or No Deal with us. A very nice gentleman by the name of O'Rocky, not to be confused with Rocky, who's buying a bunch of stuff on the marketplace. I think it's a different guy. This guy, O'Rocky, he joined us on the show for a little bit, and he actually chose his prize in the first round of Deal or No Deal, so it was a bit of a bust of a game. But Rocky, O'Rocky, congratulations on your Chris Boucher. In the end, on Friday night's show, we gave away over 25 moments, probably the most we've ever given away, and those were the result of some of the retweet contests we've been running, one of Plunge Father's contests on his Twitter, as well as just raffle entries. Next week, we're going to be doing prizes live for people that are tuned in, so if you haven't gotten a prize, if you haven't entered the raffle, make sure you are there this Friday. We already have a couple special guests lined up, and it's going to be quite the week on Top Shot, so we are going to have a lot to recap and go over. We're doing that show every Friday, so make sure you tune in.
Cats. Now it's time for Cool Cats 2. It's happening this morning in just a couple hours, and we're going to go through everything you need to get ready. So the first thing you got to remember if you want to get a Cool Cats 2 pack, it's pretty obvious, is that you got to be there on time. It's very likely that this time Top Shot is going to be using a pretty similar system to the last couple drops, meaning you're going to have to be there right at noon Pacific or whatever time it is for you and wait for the waiting room to open. Once you're in there, there'll probably be a countdown. Tonight on the drop earlier, there kind of wasn't a countdown. We were just randomized, so I'm not sure how it's going to go down. But I would assume that there will be a countdown and that we will be randomized into an order. It's very likely that everybody will get one pack. It's likely also that some people will be able to get back into line and score a second pack. But it's unlikely that everybody will get two packs. I think that there are too many of us. Keep in mind there are 50,000 of these packs, but I think somewhere around 30,000 users. So naturally, that might seem just a little bit unfair for some people to get two packs and for others to get none. But again, that is kind of the law of randomization. It's a system that's been chosen to kind of ensure a fair and accurate pack drop. I'm really just hoping that everything goes smoothly and that there's no major issues, no major crashes. That's how it's going to be. Even if you get there early and somebody else gets there after you, if you're both in the waiting room, it will not help you to be there early to get a higher number in randomization. That's just how it's going to go down. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is a question that's been coming up quite a lot is, what prices are these moments going to go for? How much is the Anthony Davis reward going to go for? I'm going to tell you now that everything I'm going to say here is pure speculation based on some past moments. I was somewhat wrong about Cool Cats, although the market cap calculation was somewhat accurate by Andy. So let's use that method to actually calculate out what these Cool Cat 2 moments might actually go for. So the way that works is we pull up some of the common and rare moments of the same players and we look at those moments market caps and then we apply that market cap to how many mints are going to be made for each of these players how many mints are going to be made and released so let's keep in mind first of all that each of these players there's going to be 10,000 mints which is it's not a lot a lot but it's not little either remember last cool cats is only 5,000 each so this time it's 10,000 it's twice as many so with that in mind, looking at their market caps, it would place someone like DeMarcus Cousins around $8, Julius Randle around $16, Tyler Hero $29, John Wall $19, PJ Washington $17, and then the reward, Anthony Davis, around $42. Those numbers seem incredibly low given how the last Cool Cats went and even how the gift is going. So if we buffer them up a little bit, maybe add a little sprinkle, 10 to 15% premium, for you know, the fact that these are part of the LaMelo Grandmaster Challenge for Cool Cats, and then also add a bit more of the inflation that we've been seeing on the marketplace and also just the insane demand that there are for these moments and for you know anything that's like a challenge or something fun. I think it's safe to say that these moments are going to probably land you know, in the 40 to 50 to 60 range and that someone like Anthony Davis, that reward will eventually go for 100 or 150. Now, again, Anthony Davis is a pretty popular player, so it might be a lot more than that. I'm not sure if on Top Shot he's quite as hot as Luca, so again, it's really hard to say. Keep in mind, though, twice as much supply, and this time, hopefully, it will be released at the same time, whereas last time for Cool Cats 1 with Luca, the release in the moments was tapered. It took a while, so it kept those moments really high. What else is going to happen once Cool Cat comes out? Well, one thing that might happen is that it might dilute the challenge market. So something like the gift, which is a challenge for Derek Rose, 
those prices might actually come down a little bit because they've been the talk of the town through the weekend. Everybody's been wanting the gift, but Derek Rose, not really quite the popular player he used to be. And if there's some users out there that need to choose between continuing the Cool Cats challenge or and or an Anthony Davis or trying to do this Derek Rose gift, I feel like most people are going to choose Cool Cats. So the gift moments might take a hit. What else is going to happen? Well, the Cool Cats 2 challenge will open. Typically, a challenge goes live right as a pack drops when the challenge moments are in the pack. What is that going to mean for collectors? It'll mean that that challenge, although it'll need the five players we already went through that are in the packs, it might need other common moments. Don't forget for Luca, there was five other players there where we needed their common moments, you know, which were like one of 15,000 for sure, but we needed those to complete the Luca challenge. So that might happen for this one we don't know who those players are going to be but that challenge will probably be live right as the pack drops so keep an eye out i'll try and post it on twitter as soon as i see it there will probably be a mad rush for what those other moments are they're probably going to be one of fifteen thousand moments so they'll probably be very accessible for everybody but again something to keep in mind other things that'll happen the market is probably going to plummet a little bit because there's two hundred and fifty thousand moments coming into the market. 50,000 of them are cool casts, the ones we want to collect, but another 200,000 moments are actually going to be coming out at the same time. So what that's going to do is that it's going to drive a lot of those prices down. Mainly you think players like even guys like LeBron James, where they have moments that are 15,000 CC plus, we're about to see another like 20% of that supply come into the market. A lot of those newer moments that are the one of 15,000 We've only been up to about 30 or 45% of their actual in-market supply. So we're about to add another 20% to that. 200,000 moments. It's going to drive some prices down. Although I will say that some of the limited moments, like the ones that are 12,000 limited, they're almost at the end of their supply run. Meaning there's not going to be too many more in-market. And I'm talking about guys like John Wall, Gordon Hayward, Keldon Johnson, uh, Isaiah Roby, one of my favorite guys. All those players, they're going to be at like 90% plus of their actual in-market supply of their LE 12,000 moments. So keep that in mind. There's other players, the newer ones, guys like Chris Boucher and Taco Fall. They're going to be at only about 60 to 70% of their full supply. So again, keep an eye on that. You can check those numbers on the website CryptoSlam by going to the player pop-ups. Keep that in mind as that market dips and you think about who you want to buy up. And then last but not least, another thing to look out for while Cool Cats 2 is being released, and this this is a bit of a longer-term consideration, is the Master Challenge for LaMelo Ball. Top Shot put out a second blog last night, kind of undetected, about what that Master Challenge is going to entail. Nothing much has changed from the details we were given two weeks ago. That Master Challenge still going to need 29 different moments to collect the 30th moment, which is going to be LaMelo within that. There are the four challenges, Anthony Davis, that's the second challenge. There's the four challenges where you need all the moments from the challenges, not the commons, just the cool cats, plus their rewards. There's going to be the Crypto Kitty moment, which most of us are not going to get. It's only going to go to Crypto Kitty owners, but don't worry, there's going to be over 10,000 of them that are going to be in the market. We're going to need one of those. And then there's another moment that we're going to get that is going to be from a showcase contest. If you don't know what a showcase contest is, it's pretty much a thing that Top Shot runs once in a while where you have to make an actual showcase in your account and then get other people to like it. You only only need like 10 likes to qualify. So it sounds like we're going to get a moment from participating that. And then there's going to be three more moments that have not been announced yet, what they're going to look like. 
how we're going to be able to get them, but those will make up the 29 that we need to get that sweet, sweet LaMelo Master Challenge. All of that is on the Top Shot page. And then one last little wrinkle that I actually noticed on the pack page for Cool Cats 2 is a note saying that all those challenges are going to happen in the next six weeks. So that means that by the end of March, this LaMelo Master Challenge, this Cool Cats Challenge that's been going on for what seems like months now, it's going to be over. All those other challenges are coming. So that's very important to keep in mind. If you plan to do Cool Cats, if you plan to get that LaMelo, save up your money. All those other challenges, they're going to come in fast and furious, especially now that it seems like pack drops might be fixed, especially after tomorrow if it goes well. Those other Cool Cats, it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. That LaMelo is going to come speeding up. So keep that in mind. Next up, we're going to talk about the gift. So on Saturday, many of us received the gift. It was, I guess, airdropped to our accounts. It was one moment per pack, which I thought actually when I opened mine, I thought it was actually kind of sad uh, to just open one moment in the pack. But that's all good. As of Sunday, it doesn't look like most of the supply had actually been delivered, though. There's supposed to be 8,888 of each of these moments. But looking on Crypto Slam, it looks like that less than 4,000 have actually been opened. Now, of course, it's possible many people have received the pack and don't know where to look or they just haven't checked in on Top Shot, so it hasn't been opened. But I still assume that maybe about 50% of those are actually in market. So that totally throws off any of the projections we had in terms of pricing or anything else like that. Don't forget, there's five of these moments. So the total supply is supposed to be like 44,000 something, but there's only 35,000 accounts and maybe a lot of those didn't actually get any. So again, maybe not too unrealistic that we only see 50 to 60% of that final supply of the gift. So keep that in mind if you are doing that D-Rose challenge. I know a lot of you, you were hitting me up on Twitter. I know you were hitting up Top Shot. Some of you did not qualify. It's not very clear to me exactly what the qualifications were. It might be because some of you are, you know, playing Top Shot with your family and there's other people under the same IP address who also have an account. I don't know if that'd be good enough reason to not get one, but it's possible. I know there's a lot of accounts out there that are relatively new and maybe that might be why. I know there's been a lot of complaints there, but it feels to me like this is something the Dapper just wanted to get out there and kind of give to the people whether that criteria was accurate or not. I feel like it's just been put out there. I don't know how many of the support stuff they're going to respond to or exactly how that criteria works. If you really feel like you were deserved one or you're entitled to one and you didn't get one, definitely hit them up with that support address. Going back to the actual pack drop. So when that dropped, when everyone got their gift, it was a slow tapered release over Saturday. I saw some of the gift moments actually sell for like $200 and more, and now they've all dipped below 100 It's kind of funny, again, because I was saying that that less than supply factor was a huge one because I originally projected that Derrick Rose moment to actually go for $47 for the reward to go for around $47 to $55. So I'm actually quite surprised that these moments have hovered so high, like above $80, between $80 and $90. So that's a little bit shocking to me. There is a bit of a premium on that D-Rose, though, because it is his first moment back on the New York Knicks. So that is worth a little something extra. So maybe when those come out, they'll be worth 100 Another great question that we'll probably start to see soon is how many of these Derrick Rose moments are going to be minted? It's really hard to say at this point. The challenge end is over two weeks away. And like I was saying, we might see a bit of a dilution coming from the Cool Cats, which is going to hit the market tomorrow. 
at the end of the day, Derek Rose, not nearly as popular right now as Luka Doncic or as Anthony Davis. But again, first moment back on the Knicks, kind of cool. So we'll see. I know another question people had is, you know, is the Chinese market going to be interested in these moments? The reality is that I know definitely the NBA and NBA Top Shot are very interested in the Chinese market, but I don't think that that market has quite arrived. Although it is very interesting to note that these moments, they were totaled at 8888, which is a lucky number. It was done on Lunar New Year. At the end of the day, it's inevitable that the Chinese market will come into Top Shot, and I know that's part of the long-term plans, but I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact short-term for these moments. We'll wait and see. Next up, we're going to talk about some stuff that is coming up on Top Shot. If you were on Twitter yesterday and you've been paying attention at all to what's going on in Eptini land, you definitely noticed that some of the bigger names in social media are talking about NFTs. Mark Cuban, for example, has been big into NFTs and DeFi. A couple weeks back, he talked about how he owned a Maxi Kleber. Since then, it's pretty clear that he is actually on Top Shot. A lot of people have been asking about Gary Vaynerchuk, who is one of the, I guess, North America's biggest influencers. He's been so hot on sports cards in the last couple of years. Every time he tweets pretty much anything at this point, there's a lot of the Top Shot hardcore people who just tweet under him. So if you go to his tweets, you'll see it's mainly people just saying, go check out Top Shot. I know a lot of people have been on Gary V since like the fall to get onto Top Shot because it seems right up his alley. I've actually been kind of hot on this for a while. I've been really curious about when Gary V would come in. And I'll share a little secret with you. A couple of weeks back, I was lucky enough to join this Clubhouse app and start doing a few events on there. And I went to follow Roham from Dapper, and I noticed that Gary V was actually already following him. Kind of funny. Since then, Gary V has tweeted a couple times about NFTs. So, you know, I pulled up some interviews with him. I've been consuming a bit more media with him. And on Saturday night this past weekend, I was watching an interview that I think took place a couple weeks ago between Gary V and this guy, uh, Mike Novogratz, who has his own little like podcast show. Saturday night, I was watching this interview and I was kind of I was kind of tuned out a little bit. I was kind of phased out. I was just doing some other work while I was listening. And then my ears perked up when Gary Vaynerchuk mentioned NBA Top Shot. They were having a conversation about like stores of interest and, and online and, and fractional and all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that's going around with NFTs and the new generation of investing. Gary V on his own brought up NBA Top Shot and then mid-conversation under his breath said that he's been looking at it every day. And apparently that conversation took place a couple weeks ago, which is mind-blowing. So for all the people who've been saying, when's Gary Vaynerchuk going to get onto NBA Top Shot? When's he going to do it? I think he's actually been here for a while. I think he's actually been on Top Shot for a couple weeks now, maybe a couple months, wheeling and dealing. It's kind of crazy. And I think ever since, you know, we've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk, ever since we talked about when he would start mentioning Top Shot, we always assume that that would be when the next big wave is going to come. So with that in mind, let's talk about what is actually probably going to happen in the next couple months on NBA Top Shot. First thing to look at, new supply. I know there's been a few people on Twitter talking about how new supply is going to be bad for pricing. And, and yes, it will be bad for pricing. Of course, adding more moments of a certain player is not good for that price. But overall, I think it's actually quite healthy to do that. And I'll tell you why. So about a month ago, there was something like 20,000 new users came into Top Shot like overnight. And that capped off like a week or two of like absolutely insane growth. 
What that did is it actually made it really hard for Topshot to drop packs. I'm sure a lot of you remember the frustrations. And it also inflated a lot of the prices on Topshot. Those new people had come in, they wanted to buy something, and they couldn't get packs, so they started buying everything up. And that made everybody else who was already there start to buy everything up too, because it was a crazy like upward trend. Everybody was stoked. And that created just giant prices on everything. There were some like random kind of whatever player base moments that were like 3,000 LE plus or whatever that were going for like over $100. Moments that like a couple months ago, I couldn't even sell for a dollar. We're now going for 100X plus. Insane. After that surge, people started to cash out. And a lot of people got caught buying the top. We're trying to get their money back. So since then, we've seen like in the last two weeks, just kind of a bit of a regression. And that was because we didn't have enough new supply when we had too many new people coming. And since then, we actually even even had that much more supply. We've been getting some, but we've been getting the same stuff. We've been seeing these base S2 moments over and over and over. And finally, this weekend, we saw the gift. But before that, it was just those base moments and then like the stuff from the hollow pack, which very few people got. I think what a lot of us don't realize is that the long-term plan here is for a lot of these base moments to actually be quite diluted. I think the base moments are actually supposed to sit there in base packs for new people to buy. I don't think their estimated value is supposed to be high at all. I think it's supposed to be quite low. The actual pack drops, things like Cool Cats and the next round of Metallics, whenever that comes and run it back or all the stuff that's about to happen, that's where the real value is. That's supposed to be the exciting part. And even those, they're not designed to necessarily have this enormous estimated value. That doesn't make sense. The way this game is supposed to work is moments are supposed to come out, packs are supposed to come out, and their estimated value is supposed to be equal to about the cost of the pack. That's balance. That's how this is supposed to work. Because then that gives you the true sweepstakes of the game. That you're going to buy a pack for 20 bucks, and if you get a LeBron, great, it's worth 50 bucks. But if you don't get a LeBron and you get more of a medium player... It's not worth 20 bucks. That's where this game actually balances out, where you can't just get rich from every single thing that you can get your hands on, that you can only make money or do well by being smart, by being strategic. That is proper balance in this game. And that is what the plan is if you are top shot or you are dapper, is to get back to that equilibrium. So how is that going to happen from this point on? Especially since we do know that we are expecting another giant wave of users, especially once people like Gary V start to talk about this in a much more public way. For one, and again, this is my just pure speculation. I think one, if you're top shot, you got to start by cranking out tons more base moments. And I don't mean necessarily the base moments we have right now, but new ones, new ones of the like hundred plus other players that are playing in the NBA this year who don't currently have moments in series two. You got to crank out those moments. And you got to do them like to the tune of like 20,000 per and just release them all the time. Even just release them constantly. Have them always available to the tune of something like 200,000 packs. I know that seems insane. But again, the point of the game is for this to be balanced. These base packs are not supposed to have this crazy EV. They're supposed to be worth about what you pay for them. What that does is it, it then props up the value of the rares, of the metallics, of the hollows, all that stuff, it props them up a lot more because it makes those packs way more special. So the supply, I think we're going to see tons more of it. Another thing that's going to happen soon, and this will be part of the big wave of users, is withdrawals. Withdrawals obviously being one of the stickier issues. Not a lot of people are able to do it, but I've started to notice on Twitter and around, I've started to see people get their money out of Top Shot. It's finally starting to happen. Again, not available for everybody, but we know that once the pack drop system is fixed, that that is Dapper's next major priority. 
I know a lot of people think that once withdrawals are available for everybody, that most people in Top Shot are just going to cut and run with their money. The thing is, how many people are waiting to get in the Top Shot because they're afraid of the withdrawals? How many people are waiting to put more money in the Top Shot because they're not sure about the withdrawals? I think that withdrawal ease is actually going to have an opposite effect. I think it's actually going to bring more people in the Top Shot because it's going to coincide with that next big wave of marketing. Marketing again that's been turned off for like a month now. So what I'm saying here, I guess in conclusion of my, you know, get ready for the big wave rant and collect these base moments while you can rant, six weeks is a long time. That's the end of the Lamello challenge. I already talked about that on this episode. And I've heard a lot of people complain that they got a high Syria Luca reward last week. They got something like 3,000, whatever. In six weeks, when that Lamello challenge is over, I think anybody who held that Luca is going to be laughing because that Lamello, that challenge reward is going to be the hottest moment of this entire series two so far, especially because we a challenge reward. It's going to be hard to get. There won't be more than 3,462 of them, maybe even less if there's less Anthony Davises. I think it's time to buckle up because I think a ton more people are coming to Top Shot and a ton more moments. So be ready. All right, very quickly here, let's move on to my picks for the week. So Donovan Mitchell is the first player I like. The Jazz, they're first in the league. They're ahead of the Clippers and the Lakers. Let's be serious here. They've won four in a row, or seven in a row, sorry. Donovan Mitchell not really putting up crazy career numbers, pretty average for him. He's nowhere to be found on the PER chart. But in his last couple games, he's got 26, 26, 36, 27, and 30 points. Not a bad pickup if you think someone like him could be a Dark Horse MVP candidate. If the Jazz keep playing the way they do, he could be. His base, S2 common going for 5 bucks. His S1 common, LE going for 90 and 269 And his metallic gold, S2 going for 390 Next player on the list, maybe I'm biased because he used to play for the Raptors, Jonas Valanciunas. He's on Memphis. They're fine for a playoff spot. He's having a pretty good year, averaging like 16 points, 10.9 rebounds, 2.1 assists, which I guess he's a center, so it's kind of normal. He's actually 34th in PER, sandwiched in between Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Montrez Harrell. He's missed a bit of action, but in his last three games since he's been back, he's gone 12 points, 15 rebounds, 27 points, 20 rebounds against Toronto, and 23 points, 7 rebounds. He's not the flashiest player, but if you're looking for I guess a bit more of a middle player with tons of upside. Jonas Valanciunas going for $2 is S2 moment. His S1 limited moments going for 21 and 31. And his metallic gold S1 going for just 160 bucks. And the last player on the list, Devin Booker and his Phoenix Suns. They are 9-1 in the last 10, including some wins over Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston, and twice over Dallas. Booker is actually averaging fewer points per game than he did last season. But in his last three games, he's had 30 plus points until yesterday where he actually had 27. But still, he is absolutely scorching right now. The sun's just blowing up through the Western Conference. He's still a bit of a steal. If you think that common moment might not, you know, circulate much more than 15,000, that one's going for five bucks. His series one moment limit is going for 145, which is actually an amazing shot in the bubble where he shoots over like Kawhi and Paul George for a game winner. Another limited moment you can get from a Series 1 is going for just 270 so Devin Booker, a great player to look at. 
Last thing I want to note, there's a few teams I've been talking about recently that uh, I've been saying are going to be playing well, but they actually haven't been playing that well at all since I've been talking about them. The Mavericks, they've been so-so. I've been waiting for them to pick up, but I don't know if it's going to happen. And then also the Pelicans and the Rockets. The Pelicans have lost three in a row. The Rockets have lost five in a row. The players I was talking about on those teams, they're not playing that well. Some of them are playing okay, but those teams need something to change if either of them wants to make the playoffs especially the Mavericks kind of drowning right now they need to turn it up so again maybe just a good reminder that my advice is not always the greatest I'm just kind of giving some subjective advice that I'm not sure if is quite right but it's stuff that I really believe in so again take what I tell you with a grain of salt Devin Booker though great player and that is about it for me today folks good luck on cool cats too good luck to you good luck to me good luck to dapper Hit me up on Twitter, The First Mint. You can hit me up anytime and do my best to get back to everybody's DMs and answer everybody's questions. Also, tune in this Wednesday on the next episode. We're going to have a very special guest, another great expert, and we are going to be talking about Metallic Gold Series 2 and what to look out for for Metallic coming up. Otherwise, good luck today, and I'll see you Wednesday on The First Mint.